welcome back to our podcast. On this Teaming Up episode, Greg and Pauline will outline the four A's of Hodge's research process. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on the latest episodes. And if you're curious and want to see the faces behind the expertise, video versions of each podcast episode can be found on YouTube. That's it for me. Sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. here today to talk about one of your favorite things in the world near and dear to your heart which is uh research and insight Yay. Um, and <laughs> right of course and audits and um all of the tools and processes and all of the things that go into all of that so um why don't we just dive right in um why don't you start us off by um giving everybody an overview of um, communications research, what it, what it involves, and maybe what the difference between that and audits are. Sure. Happy to. Um, yeah, I think one of the, at least the way that I think of communications research or comms research is, you know, really anything that informs strategies, informs tactics. Um, and it doesn't have to be this big, expensive, long thing that people think of. A lot of times when they hear research, they think of like, high level data analysis and like months long projects or intensive studies. And it certainly can be that, but um, it can also just be some of the very top line metrics that are available uh, on platforms like Facebook or Google analytics, or even like anecdotal feedback that employees might have or customers might have Um, like all of this can inform um, communications efforts. So in my mind and in our mind at Hodges, that's kind of what uh, comms research is. And, um, when we talk about audits, that's really just a framework for gathering comms research um, or social media research or content marketing research. Um, those are opportunities for us to work with organizations to go in and um, you know, take a look at a very specific thing. And again, whether it's their use of, of one platform, all social platforms or their PR efforts at large. Um, and depending on the goals, we'll use different um, research strategies to inform our rec- recommendations and work with them to uh, implement those those changes. And I think we would also say at Hodges, ideally, all our clients would begin any campaign or any project that they're about to start on with some kind of level of research. Yes, um, yes. But oftentimes, right, but that isn't always the case, right? So like, when we get brought in, it's usually because they've started and things aren't working out or they've been doing the same sorts of things and things are getting stagnant or they've been getting some sort of like negative feedback. Um, could you talk to us a little bit more about or give some examples of issues we've seen clients come to us for where um, it would precipitate a need for an audit or for some kind of research? Certainly. Yeah, there's uh, you, you mentioned some of them and I'll dig into them, but there's definitely uh, you know, a list of more common reasons that we're brought in. Uh, sometimes it's to address uh, a negative issue, whether it's um, a series of complaints or um, a negative drop in some of the KPIs that they're monitoring and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so we'll come in and you know take a look specifically at that problem and try to figure out exactly why 
um, you know, things have changed and what they can do to rectify that. Um, other times, it's not so much that something bad's happening, it's just nothing's happening. Um, things have plateaued, mm. uh, you know, that up into the right trajectory that they may have seen for uh, months or even years has changed and leveled off. And so we'll come in and, um, you know, come in with some, some fresh ideas. And often that's one of the big benefits of working with um, an agency like ours, like Hodges, is that, um, you know, we aren't bogged down in the day-to-day as much and can come with a fresh perspective and, um, you know, working, you get clients get to work with a group that's, you know, up to date on best practices across kind of the whole PR spectrum. And so that's a big help to kind of come up with fresh new ideas. And then sometimes too, it's not, uh, to address, you know, a problem negative or stagnant. It's just to help plan for the future. Uh, an organization might be, uh, launching a new service or a new product or just starting a new, um, of long-term planning phase that they might be at the end of their current strategic plan or strategic vision and they're trying to figure out um, what they should be focused on in the future and how pr and marketing should fit into that and so a lot of times we'll work with clients on that too is just to help to inform kind of these larger organizational plans yeah and another thing i'd add to that list too we see a lot of times clients come to us with changes in budget, either Mm -hmm. an increase or a decrease in budget, right? Like, oh, next year we have less. So how can we be effective with less of a budget? How can we sort of still get the same results with like either less resources or less money or on the opposite side of that is like, oh, we're getting a lot more money this year or we have, uh, we've gotten grants and um, we want to do some new things with that. How can we be effective with that budget? And so um, a lot of times we'll come in and help them um, come up with a plan to figure out how to spend that budget. Yeah. And why you were saying that, and that's why I love these com- conversations is you brought to mind another idea or another uh, example of how we we'll work with organizations is sometimes, uh, you know, it's a team that ultimately wants to do the work in-house and maybe they're bringing on uh, a more junior content person or a more junior PR person that there's not the expectation that they're going to kind of have this higher level um, strategy expertise. And so a lot of times either before they join or right after they join an organization, we kind of come in and do an audit or do some research to kind of help set up a framework um, under which they can operate um, that ensures that, you know, they are kind of checking all the right strategy boxes. But again, there, there's no expectation and undue expectation or burden on them to, um, you know, have more expertise and, you know, they they should have at the stage in their career. So we'll do that a lot of times is kind of get things up and running and going and then let them kind of go off and be successful. Yeah, definitely. Change in personnel is something that always yeah mixes things up for us (laughs) on the client side. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about what does some of this research look like when we Mm -hmm. begin to execute it? Yeah. Um, So our audits, whether, you know, sometimes we'll call them um, just content audits or discovery insights projects. um, But, uh, you know, it's all synonymous with it. I think it all really centers on four main phases. And because we're good PR people, we like alliteration. So it's the four A's. Uh, the first is assess. And this is a stage where um, it's really our team getting up to speed and getting smarter about uh, both the client, the issue that uh, we're trying to solve for, and just their organization and the industry landscape in which they operate. Uh, you know, this is a really, really helpful time because, uh, you know, there's certain industries at Hodges that we have more experience in than others, but uh, you know, 
each client is different, each problem is different, each industry is different. And so it's important that, uh, you know, we spend a little bit of time and it's usually two to four weeks, depending on the complexity complexity of the, the assignment. But, you know, meeting with the core team on the client side, which is usually kind of the head marketing or PR person, uh, to hear more from them and their team, and then really starting to pour through any available materials they have. So sometimes that's existing strategy documents, existing reporting documents. Uh, this is the time where you know we'll ask for access to their social media channels and Google Analytics and any you know platform like that that has readily available metrics. And you know we kind of go through and just you know again start getting a, a sense and assessing what we think are some of the challenges and opportunities. And at that point, we come back. And this is an important thing with with uh, these projects for us is that each at the end and beginning of each phase is, um, you know, a deliberate kind of comprehensive conversation with the client. Not that we're not talking to them throughout the phases, but at each one, it's kind of us reporting back in a formal way of this is what we found and this is what we think we should be doing moving forward. Because we find that if we don't do that, um, organizations and clients just aren't as invested in the end result. And it's important that, uh, you know, they share their institutional knowledge, um, which is there's a tremendous value on that. At the end of the assess, it's, you know, us presenting to the client and what we hope to solve for and some of the insights that uh, we want to find in the next phase, which is align. Um, and what we mean by this is, uh, you know, making sure that um, whatever expectations uh, an organization stakeholders have, so whether that's employees, customers, whomever, um, that those expectations are aligned with the organization's actions. Because so often in PR and marketing, um, when things aren't working the way they should, that's where the issue is. There's some type of misalignment between um, what the organization's doing, or at least how those actions are being perceived and the expectations of those key stakeholders. And so this is the phase where, we'll start doing a lot of our own primary research. So, um, you know, some of the tactics that we often do here is, um, you know, surveying of those key stakeholder groups, focus groups, one-on-one uh, -on -one surveys at times. Um, but really, this is the opportunity for us to hear from uh specific people or specific groups of people important to an organization, as well as, uh, you know, some of the people informing, you know, some of the marketing or PR um, efforts, uh, because sometimes too, they, the reason they're coming up with these ideas or setting these directions for an organization is they you know, feel that, um, you know, they have a handle on, um, you know, customer expectations or things like that. And it's, this is a good time for us to hear from them of what they think. And it can be very helpful, um, or productive. Maybe it's a better word if, um, you know, again, their thoughts of what people, what they think their customers uh, feel about the organization isn't necessarily lined up. And those can be important things to hear from as well. Yeah. I want to touch on, go back and touch on two of the things that you um, mentioned. Um, so this sort of assess align phase being a two to four week process, right? Like yeah. that's just like the first half of our process and really digging into their analytics, getting on their platforms, reviewing all their materials and doing competitor research, all that kind of stuff takes yeah. that amount of time. Um, but the full process really is more like eight to 12 weeks, depending on yeah. the scope of the, of the project. Yeah. It's uh, the full project is, I would say is exactly that eight to 12. Um, occasionally if everything clicks just right, it can be a, a touch below eight weeks, but it's also not uncommon for some of the more complex, larger um, 
research projects that we do to be even longer than 12 months. Um, yeah. you know, some can be four to six months, depending again on the complexity of the project. Yeah. And then um, also you were saying this is a collaborative effort yeah. between us and the client. You know, we want to make sure that they're brought in along the process the entire way that we're giving them feedback and we're having check-in points with them along the way to talk about what we're finding and what we're seeing and making sure that aligns with the direction they think we should be going in and aligns with what they're hoping to get out of this. Yeah. And in that um, interview process that you were talking about, I think it's really helpful when we're clear with the client and the people that we're interviewing um, what we hope to get out of this sort of starting the interview off with giving the interviewee an idea of what the scope of the project looks like, um, what the end result looks like, and how our interview with this person is going to help inform that work. I think when we give them that on the front end, a, a light bulb goes out, goes off for a lot of them. Because a lot of times it's like people who aren't involved in mm -hmm. the Marcom or marketing process or team or whatever. So we're bringing in um, stakeholders and interviewees from all across the organization. And sometimes they're not as involved with this work. So when we give them an overview of what we're doing, what we're kind, what we're trying to accomplish, a lot of the times I feel like we get a lot more out of those interviews because they know what we're looking for and they know, um, you know, what kinds of um, challenges or pain points or solutions we're trying to look for when we talk with them. So uh, yeah, I think absolutely. it's really helpful. Absolutely. And, uh, and I, I, I don't think that you can clarify the primary objective enough. Um, there is one interview that comes to mind on a previous project where uh, about halfway through the conversation, it was evident that the person was answering the questions um, thinking that our work had a very different objective than it really did and kind of had to go back, regroup, and then kind of re-clarify some of the previous questions because their expectation that our work was much more broader in scope than it was and mm -hmm. you know, really starting to address things that were um, well beyond uh, the PR and marketing spectrum. So to your point, right. yes, you know, it's it's uh, important to be very clear and, um, you know, is singularly focused on the objective of the work ahead of those conversations, um, particularly with folks who might not be as dialed into the day-to-day the -day, uh, works of the PR marketing department. Yep. Do you want to go over the last two phases of the um, of our process, analyze yeah. and activate? Uh, analyze and activate. Yes. Um, so the next, after we've um, done the assess and align where, you know, we've, we've gotten all the materials from the client, look through those, um, you know, heard from all the different stakeholder groups that we need to hear from. The next part is our team really going through and analyzing everything. And not that we're not doing, you know, degrees of um, analysis throughout, but this is the phase where we, you know, finally have everything and can kind of go through and start building out our recommendations. And then coming out of that, we'll do um, our final presentation to a client. Um, and what that final presentation or final deliverable looks like can vary from uh, scope to scope. Um, at the very least, it's a uh, presentation or a PowerPoint deck kind of going through and you know pulling out some of the, the key pieces of research, the key findings, and you know a handful of, of overarching recommendations that we think they should follow to meet the different objectives that they um, that they established at the beginning. Um, for other clients where they have um, you know a much greater need for kind of specifying all that out, 
in addition to kind of that high level presentation, we'll come in and also develop you know more of a soup to nuts uh, PR marketing plan. Um, anywhere from the next six months to the next 12 months, um, you know, kind of detailing in with a lot of specificity for specifically how and where they should be, you know, doing various things to, to meet their stated uh, goals and objectives. And that's kind of what brings us into the next phase, activate. And some of our clients, we don't move into this, um, as we talked about earlier. They're really just, you know, looking to us to um, kind of point them in the right direction with the right thinking and ideas, and they will go on and execute all of that. But for the ones that, you know, need our help um, for, you know, certain aspects or the entire plan, uh, we'll kind of then move into the activate and that is kind of activating all of our ideas and whether organizations work with us or not, you know, this is a really, really important part because, um, you know, research should never be done just for the sake of research. It should always be done to, uh, inform a subsequent action. Um, otherwise it's just kind of, why are we doing this? Uh, and so it's, uh, that's something that we're always very clear and, you know, it's, um, it might change, you know, some of the recommendations when they're put into practice, you know, you might have to make some tweaks here or there, but it's really important, um, to us that, uh, you know, organizations learn from this process and, you know, use this to, um, inform their subsequent actions and strategies. Yeah. And I've heard you say this before, too, but it um, we don't always have to be the ones executing on the plan. Right. Mm -hmm. If our research and our recommendations find that they're better off doing um, more SEO or they need help in that area or advertising is really what they Mm -hmm. need to be doing or other things that just aren't in our wheelhouse. um, We're upfront about that and um, pointing them to partners that we know that we work with that can execute on that work for them. Oh, yeah. I think the last thing that. the Hodges team wants is to be in a situation where we are overselling or overpromising things beyond our capabilities. So if there are strategies that we firmly believe that they need to do that we cannot do um, as much for the client's sake as for ours, because um, you know it is very stressful to be on the hook for something that um, you're not up to task to do. So uh, that's something too, that we're very clear on is um, kind of what, uh, recommendations that we feel that an organization can fulfill on their own. And then when, in time, when, they, when we do feel there's a third party that's needed, um, specifically who that is and whether or not that, um, it doesn't even have to be Hodges sometimes. It can just be, you need a PR agency, whether that's us or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions I feel like we get a lot from clients um, before we enter this process with them or during is, um, do they have to stop their other Marcom efforts while we're in the middle of this? work? A lot of, if not all marketing and PR people would probably get fired if they just was like, I mean, you know what, we're going to stop all PR and marketing while we do this four to six long, four to six month long research project. Um, you know, organizations have to keep, you know, marketing and, and doing um, some of the, the basics. We'll, we'll use blocking and tackling, um, you know, tactics to keep their marketing and PR programs going. Um, a lot of times though, what we'll, tell organizations, you know, as we start this process um, or, you know, caution against is uh, committing to like any new contracts or any new tactics that uh, particularly those that are going to take a lot of time or money. Um, You know, often this work is to um, identify which of those efforts um, are fruitful and which, you know, they should invest in more down the line. And so, you know, until we're done with our work, you know, holding off on on those and again, holding off on any big commitments 
um, or things like that. Um, obviously, our work doesn't always align with certain deadlines that uh, organizations might be under. And so we'll do our best with, you know, big old good disclaimers of, you know, we're not done with our work, but based on what we're seeing so far, um, we could see this being a good idea or we'd caution against doing it. Um, but ultimately, again, you know, we like to go through this process and, you know, oftentimes be brought in early enough so we're not under the gun and, you know, can do a thorough, deliberate job to answer some of these questions. So um, that's one of those things is that it's always good to be brought in, um, you know, well in advance of any kind of big, you know, planning or budgeting conversations that an organization might be having. Right. So maybe don't spend a million dollars on that big ad campaign. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe don't, because maybe you need to commit $2 million to that ad campaign and a million dollars is not going to cut it um, um, based on our work. But also it might be a million dollars wasted. We We just don't know until we're done with our work. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Likewise. Um, I hope everybody gets a lot out of it. I know I did. Yeah. Um, and I'll chat with you later. Yeah. And I will say I'll, one, one little PS to this is that if you're if if you're still listening um, and uh, anything here piqued your interest, or if you have any questions, we're also always happy, happy to just you know have uh, initial conversations with folks just to kind of hear about the problems and kind of give some very broad um, thoughts before we kind of engage in any formal capacity. So uh, if you have any research or questions or if there's you know things that your organization has been struggling with, don't hesitate to reach out because we love connecting with folks and pointing them in the right direction, whether it's with us or with somebody else. That's right. And as you can tell from this uh, video, we're nice people to talk to. So don't we be afraid so. to reach out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, Pauline. Thank you. Bye.